Welcome to the Farrell's Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome back to the Farrell's Fit uh, Podcast. I'm here today with Alex Catalano. Um, Alex is one of our members, and I'm sitting across from her, and I know you guys can't necessarily see us right now, but let me tell you, she is jacked. She is she has gone through one of the the biggest transformations I've I've kind of seen. I mean, you were you were fit when you first came here, but now you're like super fit. Like, thank you lean, for saying that because I strong. don't see it. But thank you. Oh my god, it's 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 impressive. It's impressive. Um, so before we get into it, and by the way, uh, Alex is a, a healthy lifestyle specialist, and we're going to get into that a little bit. But tell us first of all, like, how did this happen? How did you? How did this you happened. Happen? Uh, well, no, but you know, <laughs> let's be honest. Like, what? How did you? What change did you make from before you came here to, to now? Yeah, uh, my whole life, I had never lifted heavy weights before. Mm. I had done HIIT training. I had done bar classes. I did a year of hot yoga. And I was like, why did I do that? Um, <laughs> but I never lifted a heavy weight. And it's amazing. This gym changed my life because you guys, a lot of people, you can't see me. My feet are not touching the ground. Uh, I am four foot 11. And people go like, oh, that's too heavy for you. You can't lift that. And mm. This is the first place I've ever been where people are like, no, you can do more than that. And every single coach here has told me that. And it's the craziest thing because when I first started, it was I wanted to look a certain way. Mm. And now I see how it's transformed my confidence, how, you know, when I go to places, I can care. I feel like I can take care of myself in a way that I was I that. never able. Like I left yeah. my groceries and I'm like, who am I? Like. I could never like I lift so many things that I don't think I could do. Yeah. And it touches your life in ways that you're like, I'm gonna send that email. Like I don't know why, yeah, but it just yeah. makes you see yourself differently. It does, it does. And I always say like the things you learn in here translate out there. The so way you much. behave in there translate in here translates to out there. And I, that's that's my favorite thing about the gym. That's my favorite thing about training. Yeah. Um so take us back. Um how did you become this healthy lifestyle person that you now are? Because I, I'm assuming it's not always been that way. There was a point in your life where this became the thing. Totally. So tell yeah. us your story. How did it happen? Well, it all started. I was a, a young girl in Van Nuys, and um, <laughs> <laughs> no, when I was, I was, um, I was always struggling with trying to look a certain way. And um, for me, it all kind of came to head when I went to college. I got into USC for opera singing. As a, fe a fellow musical person yourself, yeah. uh, so cool. Um, and I was studying opera singing and I, you know, USC was kind of a party school. And so I was in a sorority. I, I don't know why, but I was. And I, you know, was look at the time, this is how old I am. Instagram did not exist and neither did Facebook. It was brand new. Facebook was brand new. Um, so a lot of my health and lifestyle stuff came from Cosmo or like teen magazines right. and things like yeah. that. I don't know if you've read one of those things. They hate you. Yes, <laughs> they, they give you they really do. bad advice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was doing... Oh, That's God. where the, the whole misinformation craze really started. Like. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, they say like celebrity person, like this celebrity does this. And you're right. like, oh, well, totally. Like, and I would... I tried every fad diet. I was ugh, starving myself, drinking slim fast shakes, and not eating. And for me, you know, I would argue this about anything you do, but... When you're singing opera, your body is your instrument. And I was treating my body like trash. You're starving it, essentially. Starving it or binging and a super bad relationship with food. And I was afraid of food. I would be afraid to eat. And um, yeah, had a, I would argue an eating disorder, but um, just, yeah, really bad relationship with food. Right. And so 
I started losing my voice. I wasn't performing well in school and I was getting super lost and confused about what I wanted to do with my life because I felt like the one thing I was good at, I wasn't good at anymore because mm. I just wasn't taking care of my instrument. Yeah, yeah. Um, and once I graduated from school, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm so confused. And I started reading some holistic nutrition books. And for the first time in my life, I started to learn about you know, food is not the problem. Food is the answer, which is yes. so cool. Yes. You know, I never thought like, you know, uh, like you eat something and it's like, this is going to make you perform better. It's going to make your skin better. It's going to make your body look the way you want it to look. And that's the, the yeah. Brandon, that's going to be the title of the podcast. Food is the answer. Just so you food know. Food is the answer. That's, that's, <laughs> sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, that's but it's a, totally. That's such, a, that's such a great thing to say. Yeah, no, totally. Like food is the answer. And all of a sudden I kind of had like this incredible thing. And I'm sure you can attest to this. It's like you start eating this way and all of a sudden you see how it touches your life in every way. All of a sudden my mind became clear. I'm performing mm. better. I'm happy. I'm like feeling good emotionally. And you just want to shout it from the rooftops and yeah. tell everyone. <laughs> um so what, what yeah. in terms of like what you were, how did your diet change from like what give us an example of like what you were eating before to then yeah. what you were eating after totally i mean i was eating a lot of processed mm. and you know this in the fitness world uh, like people are like oh it says vegan on it or it's healthy for me like i didn't know how to read a nutrition label at the yeah. time yeah. i had never really thought about a whole foods diet at the time i was just doing right. like fancy dieting products like an idiot yeah. <laughs> but like but that's how they get you that's how they get you because you're like i want to look like the person you know on this thing um and so all of a sudden I was eating this whole foods diet and fell in love. Then I enrolled myself in this school called the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and I studied there. And what's so cool about that school is you kind of learn about every single diet out there and there's so many ways to eat. Yeah. Um, and I tried a vegan diet for a while and then I tried paleo. You try everything, you get to see you know, what feels good for your body. And one of the things that I've really learned over the years is it changes like so yeah. much with like you know the way you train or like the way yeah. even the way your day looks like if you're going to be hiking all day yeah. versus like a day you're sedentary like my diet really does change and, and even seasons seasons like seasonally yeah amen yes yeah. yeah totally so i that was such a big aha for me and then i started coaching people and then lecturing and here we are <laughs> wow that's that's a, that's amazing so i mean really the, the 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 big change was from processed food to real food yeah which is not like i mean it's so it's, simple now that you so think simple, it's not yeah. like no one's gonna be like oh i'm gonna write this down but like yeah i, I mean it's, it's funny because you know, obviously, there's a huge problem in America. There's a huge problem with um, the, the kind of foods that most people are eating. There's a huge problem with weight. There's a huge yeah. problem with obesity and all that kind of stuff. And I think often people are looking for like miracle answers. Yeah. And so often it's just no. You just need to stop eating processed food and start eating real food. For yeah. most people, it's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, there are so many, um, like you were just saying before, there are so many diet foods out there. There are so many like fake foods on the on the, on the shelves of the supermarket that will say you know, low in this, low in that, good for you, healthy, blah, 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 blah. And it's all just man-made goop that's kind of gelled together yeah. um, that your body can't metabolize. No. Uh, and I think that's that's the main thing for me is if people can just get back to eating real food that was not man-made, that will solve like 90% of their problems. 100%. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's part of like what I love about what I do now is like I try to show people like, look, like, I don't love cooking, but a lot of what I share on my Instagram is. And it's like, 
this is three ingredients. Like you can make this or like, yeah. what are your favorite foods to eat and how can we be creative and find a way to make them so they have great ingredients and you know, it's not like a cheat food. It's like a treat and it's got good stuff in it. Yeah. If you were to like um, kind of summarize your brand, mm. like what would you say it is? Um, because you're not- I was going to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> like, mean, what do you see? I well, don't it's, know. it's interesting to me because you're not vegan. But no. you, post, you post a lot of like vegetables and, and vegan like t- type foods that vegans could eat. Yes. Um, but you do eat you do eat meat. I correct? do. Yeah. Um, so it's it's it, 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 I I love it because it's a very broad minded approach to nutrition. It's not um, you're not trying to like tell people you have to be vegan or you have to be carnivore or you have to be this or you have to. Yeah. Be, you're you're just experimenting with all these different fresh foods and you're saying like you can eat this you can eat this this like yeah this is all these are all real foods this is all available to you it's all relatively simple yeah um so i see you as kind of this like i don't clean eating guru kind of thing Ooh, it's like, it's just i'm like, a clean eating guru yeah, yeah i love that yeah and i feel like i don't know but for me i think the one thing i see people especially americans not eating enough are vegetables and fruit like right. you know the the produce stuff so that's yes. what i try to share the most of because i'm like remember remember broccoli like look yeah. at broccoli <laughs> What what what's your take on because you said you were vegan for a while oh you, I was. you experimented I did how did how how did that go for you and what were the issues I with it? don't know well okay I've learned so much over the years but when I was originally doing it I was a newer vegan so I was eating like a lot of things that were like vegan ice cream or vegan like the crappy okay, shit okay okay yeah now if I were to do it again I would definitely like um you know more whole foods but for me i don't know i'm peter i'm so hungry all the time yeah. and like the meat like having now i'm doing a macros diet and i've never done that before and i'm in love and i just think there's something about having that balance of the proteins and the healthy fats and and the carbohydrates yeah, and it's, i it's feel the better pro, it's the proteins yeah, the that, proteins. Are, that are, are really hard and, and the fats and that yeah. you know the animal fats which are also like crucial for, for energy and vitality uh and i think you know i i you know, I'm not um, prejudiced against vegans before. I know no. some really fit, really, really healthy vegans with super too. strong stuff. Um, but it's always a challenge for me when I get to, when I get a client or someone comes to me who is a vegan. The challenge for me is always trying to get enough protein in that isn't man-made. Yeah, because you can get now get these like Beyond Burgers and all this shit. Oh, that's I. Everyone, just, I'm like, don't do that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, and it's a way of getting the protein up, but it's it comes at a cost, right? Because now you're consuming a bunch of chemicals. Yeah. So to get enough protein naturally is always the challenge. It's right? a challenge. It's, it's, it's a difficult thing yeah. to do. Um. So yeah, again, I love that you have this kind of broad, broad-minded uh, approach about it. And how do you feel about when it comes to these vegetables and these fruits and stuff? How do you feel about kind of like organic versus you know, non-organic versus, you know, from the farm, from the supermarket. Well, this is a big conversation. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, if you can this get it from the farm, like, then you're you're doing it. Now, <laughs> for me, I coach a lot of people, like, I give a lot of lectures to colleges. And so then you have a question of access. Like, you know, some a lot of these kids don't have a lot of money or some of them are living off of food stamps and things like that. And so I'm not going to make them feel bad if they can't get something organic. If the best they have available to them is you know, some broccoli that's probably, you know, not organic. I'm like, that's okay. If we, if that's where we have to start, that's where we have to start. Yeah. Um, that's why I, one of the things I want to touch on in the future is like, how can we grow some of our own food? I would love that. You know, even if you have just a, I have a patio, like a tiny little patio, yeah. but if I can grow my own tomatoes or something like that, I think that would be cool. Or it just sucks that organic sometimes is way more expensive. Yeah. 
And it's expensive to it's expensive buy, but it's also expensive to get your food registered as organic. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. Organic. Which it's just you know, it's a whole thing. It's almost a scam because it's just about how much money you're willing to pay to have your food, you know, certified organic. Right. And so know? it's like you know, you know, what are some things that are small that we can do? Like you know, if you have access to a community garden, or can you grow some things yourself, or can we you know go to a farmer's market and you do the you do the best you can with what you have? But yeah, yeah ideally we have our food delivered to us from local farms. Yep. We high five our farmer. We're like, what's up, Bill? Bill's like, what's up, Alex? And that that's the dream. And you know, I'm always looking for ways that we can do that. I was listening to this guy, Sad Garu. Do you know this guy? This mm-hmm. Indian. Do you know who he is? Yeah. Are you guys friends? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. This guy's, this guy's oh, cool. unbelievable. Like, <laughs> to listen to him is, um, it's just incredible. Uh, super intelligent, super, super holistic, super, um, you know, yoga in the true sense of the word yoga is in finding finding balance finding peace mm. um but his main thing right now is is soil and, oh. and talking about soil and talking about like how we can replenish the soil because as you know we only have maximum 60 years left of topsoil unless we do mm-hmm. something about it unless we change our farming practices that kind of stuff but he was saying you know an orange in 1920 had eight times the amount of nutrients that it has today so you would have to eat eight oranges now to get the same amount of nutrition that one orange had in the 1920s. It's crazy, isn't it's it? It's terrifying. I know. It's so I, when I we're know. talking about um, we're talking about the pandemic, and we're talking about why you know why Americans were so s- susceptible to to the pandemic. Um, it's not that hard to understand once you realize how bad nutrition is and how little you know macronutrients and micronutrients how low those levels are in most people. And that's if you're doing, like, you're on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could be eating a, you know, really good diet, you know, and going to Whole Foods or whatever, but this, if you're not getting it from good soil, you're still, like, you know what I mean? So, right. good luck if good you luck. eat, like, crap. Yeah, yeah. And but, again, yeah. you know, we're, we're supplementing heavy with with vitamins and pills and so forth because we, we know that we're deficient in all these things, but it's yeah. not the same as it coming from real food. No. that our body can like easily you know digest and metabolize i know um and it's yeah it's it's it's, it's a scary thing but I, the, the good thing is you know there is a lot of people in the regenerative movement who are you know going back to the old ways of farming and trying to push it and there are all these um you know these um organizations set up to try and encourage and and explain and educate and try and get people back to it um, I'm working with that Richard's grass-fed company, and they're doing a great I job. I see of, you posted. Yeah, they look great. I gotta. They're, they're, I doing, gotta they're doing great work, up. great stuff, and it's getting it's getting. Actually, they just got it in the. I didn't take this brand, but in my supermarket in Idlewild, they just started getting it in in the local market. Richard's. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's growing, which is which is good, um, because it really is the only solution. Because you know the, you got the whole argument of you know we need to stop eating as much meat, we need to start eating more corn and soy i'm like what oh, are no. you talking about <laughs> like you are going to add to the obesity crisis you are going to kill the soil even more you're going to use more and more water um, and it's it, you know it's kind of terrifying that 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 is being touted as a solution because that is the opposite of the solution it is and yeah i travel well i used to before the pandemic uh to a lot of colleges and yeah i went to wisconsin and told them <laughs> like you know to be careful of like soy and they they love monsanto there it was like they're like oh they save our farms i was like oh wow they're like this farm has been in our family's generation you know forever and now thanks to monsanto we're able to keep our farm and so you're like oh shit yeah but it's not gonna last no 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 yeah Uh, where it's a it's a struggle this is a tricky thing yeah yeah 
Um, so yeah. in your in your business, yes. um, do you work with private clients or how does it how does it work? Are you do I you do, do some television work and I do. Yeah. I love that. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, I kind of that's what I love about my job is like every day is so different. So a lot of times I'll work with colleges or sometimes mm. I'll do like corporate workshops where I'll come in and you know for me I just try to be a cheerleader for eating whole foods and. I'm a I'm a weirdo. I gave up sugar like six years ago. Oh yeah, I read that. Yeah, and I don't drink. Um, I'm a fun time. Please you don't, don't drink at all. No, okay. <laughs> I think it's because I'm four foot. I don't think alcohol is bad. No, I no, am four fine. foot eleven, and I get blackout drunk off of one drink, and then everyone's like, "Don't invite Alex again." <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's where we're at um, right. with that. But I. Um, yeah, I, I just love being an advocate for, for Whole Foods and for just showing people it's not hard and just, just trying to remind them that they're there. Uh, so that's most of what I do. And then sometimes I'll do stuff on TV and do like fun cooking things. And it's always a good time. How did the TV stuff come about? How did you get well, into that? That's a great. How did I get into that? I You know, I grew up in a performing family. So my dad was an actor. Oh, cool. My sister does acting. And. I just, I guess we always like our showboats, our family, right. <laughs> except my mom. She does real estate. Um, but uh, yeah. uh, l- let me just tell you, just while we're, <laughs> we're talking about this, um, Alex did, we had like a um, an open mic night uh, and Alex gets up and of course she's four foot 11, you said? Yes. She's four foot 11. She starts singing. This voice comes out of her. I was like, holy fuck. This huge so voice nervous. comes out. It, no. was in- it was incredible. Thank you it for saying incredible. that. I was like, why did I pick that song? No, it was awesome. <laughs> but- it was awesome. No, that was so cool. I love seeing how talented everyone is here. But that was great. Yeah. yeah, no, I love to perform. And uh, so I started um, doing like little videos. I did a TED Talk. And yep. then I was at a party. I met this lady and she did stuff for Hallmark and said, do you want to, you know, send me your stuff? I said, sure. And, you know, look, I don't like I'm not a schmoozer. I get very nervous. But I did. Right. I sent it to her. And then I did a couple things on Hallmark. And I was like, oh, this is fun. So then I started uh, doing stuff for like Good Day LA and um I don't know where else. Lifetime. Yeah. Cool. It's fun. Really fun. Um, is it, are you cooking on the show? Is it like you're taking yes. And the whole let me tell you, it doesn't always go well. Like sometimes, right. cause you're like on camera. So you're like trying to perform and also like measure shit. And <laughs> I've made some mistakes on TV. Right. But you know, doesn't matter. You it's, like it's, I it. thank God. Like I, I just go like, well, this is happening. Uh, but it's so much fun. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, so, a, a day in your life, um, what does that look like? Are you are you a super organized, food preppy type person, or are you like you have a bunch of food in the house and you just cook on the go, or how does it how does I, it happen? I don't I I don't know if it's because I'm Italian or just high maintenance, but like I love meals. <laughs> Probably made. both, maybe. both, a hundred percent both. I love having everything like freshly made. Like I think meal prepping is amazing um for people especially if you're busy or you're trying to eat a certain way but i love like getting in the kitchen and there's something therapeutic about cooking for myself like every meal <laughs> which right. i love to do um but yeah every day is kind of different some days i get up and i'm shooting content for instagram other days i'm like on set doing something or sometimes i'm you know cold emailing schools and we're we're talking about like what we're gonna give a lecture on and things like that so instagram is funny because like you know for me, like, there are so many issues and problems with Instagram. I don't know where to start. But I see a channel like yours. And I'm like, this is how Instagram should be done because Thank this is helpful. That. This is educational. Oh, uh, and this is how it should, this is what it should be used for because it's benefiting society as opposed to like 
dragging it through the dirt. But you yeah, were saying that because there are days I'm like, maybe I will start drinking. Like after I go on I Instagram, I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm old. No one cares. Well, it's also like yeah. you're opening yourself up to a minefield, right? Because people can make all kinds of comments like, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do this. You should eat oh, that. Yeah. You shouldn't eat that. Like It's amazing. People have opinions. And, oh, I'm, yeah. and I'm like, Especially oh. Especially when it comes to food because everybody wants to be in their, you know, they're in their pocket. They're in yeah. Their, you know, they're in their. I had no idea that, uh, chocolate covered like i did something i did like chocolate covered reese's and i got so many mean comments i was like why are people oh so God. angered by this yeah people get people get angry people are very angry so <laughs> there's that um so with the uh with the food thing in general and with the the clients you have like how do you how do you approach let's say i'm coming to you and i've got um i've got a terrible diet yeah i don't know anything about nutrition yeah and i've never really cooked before yeah how do you start someone off how do you say okay here's here's how we're going to start how would you approach that situation that's great firstly i like to always talk to them about like what are they good at maybe they suck at eating but maybe they're so fucking good at sleeping like they have a really good sleep schedule like if we can i i think sometimes people come to me and they're just like i can't do this i can't do that and i'm like let's talk about a couple things that you're great at let's celebrate those so start with a good, so you yeah. feel good start already with a positive yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I have them focus on one thing at a time. I really, you know, people don't love that, but I'm always like, let's one thing. Like if if you can focus on just drinking water and making yeah. that a habit. So it comes to the point where you don't even think about it. We've locked that in and then we can go to the next thing. Um, and then also I tell people like we love to focus on adding. So it's like, oh, I eat like shit. I'm like, fine. OK, you're going to eat a whole pizza great let's put some protein on that let's put some greens on that what can we add to what you're already having so we're just making small sustainable changes that mm, you can make habits that you great. take with you small sustainable changes i like mm. that and then from there at what stage do you start talking about macros and maybe doing a macro-based diet i kind of, of feel it out with them so yeah. like some clients i have are like you know, they, they're like, I come from an eating disorder background. Like, yeah. I get obsessive. Like, I'm a little afraid. I'm like, let's not go there yet. Let's right. let's not. Um, so I kind of feel them out that way. Um, I mean, like we said, I guess the first instance is just to get me in real food, right? 100%. Like, if I can just get you to, yes, buying vegetables. Like, I had a client that she's like, I don't eat vegetables. I'm like, what, what do you mean? I'm like, you eat any vegetables? She's like, no, I don't eat any vegetables. I was like, oh, shit. Um, so I'm like, okay, let's get, let's find a couple you like. So there's that um and then uh what did you ask me i got so lost no i um we were talking about just getting people from eating oh, shit to, oh, to just to eating real food like before oh, yeah. we get to macros yeah yeah the yeah main, the main task is to start eating real food again before we get to macros and totally. then maybe the macros come in later and i you know like i said before I, I think most people's problem is not that they don't understand macros most people's problem is just that they're not eating enough real food because you know yeah. if you do eat if you do eat real food it's filling it, yes it's you know it's satiating like especially if you're eating a lot of protein if you eat if you eat your required amount of protein it's hard to eat too much else of, too much of anything yeah. else because you're pretty full from that, yeah. that that protein allowance um as you guys know when you eat protein it's a lot harder for your your body to break down than simple carbohydrates your body's using energy to break down yes proteins yes um, it's 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 a hard process. It, you know, we have something called the thermogenic effect of food. So when you're eating uh, protein, um, your body's actually using energy. So you're burning calories in effect to break down that food, um, and that happens uh, more with protein than it does with carbohydrates and fats. So if you are consuming high levels of protein, it gets hard to eat too much of 
anything else. And sometimes, you know, I, I've had clients before who I'm trying to get bigger. Yeah. You almost have, almost have to cheat them into eating carbohydrates so they'll get more <laughs> calories in because you can't eat any more protein. Because they're because just you're like, I full. can't. I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. But you know the thing, like, if you eat like chips, like, you can keep eating chips. I sure Even can. if you're full. Uh, Even if you're full, bags and bags. Yes. Yeah, you can be. You can have a huge steak and eggs, whatever, and so I'm I'm done with that. But then the chips come, and it's like I can eat a few chips. Oh yeah, and I can keep. Yeah, you can 100%. just nibble and graze all that <laughs> and that shit, and get those calories up. So yeah, so usually, I mean, that's if someone's trying to get bigger. But usually, the problem is the opposite. It's like, okay, how do we, how do we reduce these this person's overeating? Usually, it's okay. Let's up the quality proteins. Right. Let's get those quality proteins in there, and usually then things start to start to balance out absolutely absolutely and i think what happens what i see with a lot of clients too is they have burnout where they're like i'm eating the same thing all the time and that's where i i get so excited about like grocery shopping you know i always tell people when you go i'm sure she's been mentioned on this podcast but alice waters she's the the kind of founder of uh, farm to table Oh, yeah. And she's got a master class. And one of the things she talks about in her master class is like when you go grocery shopping, a lot of us go with a list, which is great. It's super helpful. We have like our routine when we go to the store. But really like letting your senses be your guide as you go shopping and seeing what smells good. Like I'll never mm. forget I was at this market and I smelled the strawberry. The, the strawberries were real fragrant because they were in season. Mm. And I let I it wasn't on my list, but I was like, I can't let I'm going home with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, you know. I think sometimes, especially when we're eating healthy, yeah, there's burnout. But then you're like, what's in season? What smells? What looks really good? What's fresh? Uh, and then we start, you know, having more diversity in our diet and getting like a range of nutrients and things that we wouldn't normally get by it's, going off that list. And it's it's such a it's such an obvious thing that we should eat foods that are in season Isn't because it? that's how we that's how we evolve for thousands of years. Yeah, and yet we have become these convenient monsters that just eat what's convenient and now because everything is convenient because a supermarket can have everything everything in there regardless of the season regardless of the time of year we've just gotten used to consuming everything all the time watermelons in winter like what's going on why are we doing it i don't know i've done Um, it i was like when i was a raw person i didn't know any better i was like why am i so cold (laughs) i uh i talked about this in the podcast a lot before so if people are listening like shut up about this show but i'm just going to talk about it with you because i think it'll interest you so there's a show called alone have you heard of it no so with alone they take uh, 10 people they put them uh, in a really hard uh, climate really hard terrain in the middle of nowhere so let's say for example like they're in Alaska or in cold parts of Canada um, and it's basically they drop them off and they have to survive for as long as possible huh. with only 10 items so they get 10 items so like a knife a bow um, uh, a tarpaulin like tops you know t- 10 things they, they can they can survive with and of course they have to hunt forage you know Wow. Whatever they whatever they can do to survive, but for me it's a nutrition show because mm. it teach it teaches people these these are the essentials of life. These are the things that you need to get to survive. If you don't get them, you will die. Right. You you have to give up the show because you can't possibly survive. Yeah. You know there is no supermarket. There are no um, keto bars. Right. There are no uh, cans of anything. It's like you have to hunt and forage to survive. And it's really, and of course, so it has to be in season. The, you know, mm. the animals have to be there. The the, 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 the fruit has to be there. Uh, the vegetables that are available have to be there. And then, of course, when winter comes, when the snow comes, oh. you know, it's very hard to get any yeah. any any vegetables or any fruits. So it's it's a real, and of course, that's how we existed for thousands of years. Yes. So it's a really good lesson in, you know, these are, when you when you think about nutrition, 
all you're thinking is what does a human being need to survive what right. what are the, the key ingredients to my survival and that show teaches you like this is what you need to survive right it's simple yeah they're, they're there in nature it's existed for thousands of years yeah it's seasonal it's you know and it's, it's amazing you feel good when you're eating in you season do. like sweet potatoes keep you warm in the winter like root vegetables right. warm you up yeah uh and cooling foods are great for you know the summer and things like that so it's like you feel better it's true and it's also like you don't feel like root vegetable soup in the summer for a reason no, for a reason yeah right your body's not craving that it's like no. i'm craving the the fresh the salad the you know the, yeah. the cooler foods totally um for that for that reason and, and our bodies are clever like that they know what they want we've just taught them to want something else yeah no you want you want dominoes that's what you want it's like yeah do i <laughs> I, I i guess i do and then the chemicals the chemicals like prove you right it's like the chemicals in there will give you that that kind of like immediate boost of like oh my god and then of course the huge the huge fall off after it totally and it's so wild too <laughs> like i mean especially when you're eating a lot of processed foods it's it's turning off that hunger hormone that makes you feel satiated so you could eat and eat because sometimes i've you see people like oh wow you know how did they get to be you know so big and it's like that hormone has been turned off they right. never feel satiated they never feel never full feel, yeah yeah and uh yeah satiation is a real is a real mm-hmm. issue um do you work with kids at all you know what? I'm afraid of children. I think it's my height. They don't listen to me. <laughs> it's not your height. They don't listen to me either. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, they're like, get the little one. I'm like, no, please. <laughs> um, it's you know when you when you when you're a parent when you're a dad like you first you, when the when the first one says my kid's going to be different. They're going to eat all the mm, right things. Yeah. They're going to only eat this. They're going to eat organic. They're going to eat this and that. And when Wyatt first started off, it was really good because they can't, they, they're incapable of doing anything. So yeah. you, you are literally like, dictating yeah. what they have. So we were, you know, we were only feeding him, you know, organic foods. Like we were literally giving him what we would have. So it would be you know, so meats cool. and vegetables and, and fruits and that kind of stuff. Then they get to a certain, he's two now, they get to a certain age where they suddenly become aware of sweets and granola bars and peanut butter and jelly and all this stuff and i don't know whether they get it from you know tv or their friends or where it is but suddenly it becomes all they want and it's a real effort to get them to keep eating the real foods it's it's kind of bizarre yeah um and it's all because i guess you know kids get very addicted to sugar very easily and they, they, they want that kind of kind of sugar rush i guess um but it's 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 a really interesting condition because obviously if it if it didn't exist he wouldn't know if it didn't exist he wouldn't be asking yeah, for right. it because <laughs> he wouldn't even know but at some point something happened where he realized it existed yeah he got like hooked on the taste and now like it's all he, i mean all he wants to eat is toast with peanut butter and jelly and i mean i get that it's i know very comforting. i know i know <laughs> and i'm just like dude you had that already. Yeah. We're eating meat and eggs right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, totally. And I, like, I'm just trying to drill meat and eggs into him. I think he will. And he will have it. Like, yeah. But it's it's a fucking effort. I can't imagine. I don't I was. And luckily, like, he yeah. likes fruit. So he likes apples and bananas oh. and stuff like that. So that's good. I can get it in. But like, it's just interesting how like at such an early age, and you can see why it spirals. Because it's like, if I wasn't like a super like conscious parent about food, because yeah. like, I'm paranoid about it. Yeah. I'm paranoid about them going down that like you know the road that could lead to yeah you know real problems and real issues yeah um you know 
and, and because I'm so aware of nutrition myself, it's like if I wasn't in that place, I could see how parents can just go down that road of kind of Here. it's toast, it's yeah. chips, it's it's this, it's that, whatever, just to shut them up. Yeah, kind of, totally. Kind of thing. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Just give them the goldfish, let them have it. Yeah, it's like let them have <laughs> yeah. it. But it's 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 just so it's interesting because I I think to myself, you know what what happened? Was it marketing? Was it media? Was it like my my? Did I just fuck up? Like no, you know, it's no. it's just. I think it's what they put in the food too. I mean, they're very addictive things. And very addictive. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, and that's the scary thing because companies they're like evil genius like they're like oh but this they're like because I, I heard is it coke i don't know what company it is isn't it like coke or something where they're testing the bliss point in the brain of what's like yeah yes. well you know you know it was uh mountain dew that was the oh that yeah so they're like they realized that there is that bliss point yeah. where like there's a certain level of sugar that enters your system where you're like oh, it's like a, it's like it's like doing a line of coke right yes 100 like, you get into euphoric state um and Mount, i think it was mountain dew that the first to do that and you know, they they employed these these, sci- these scientists to find that point, that exact level of sugar, yeah, and, and put it in the drink. And that's why I always tell people, like, I know everyone's like, oh, everything in moderation. But when you're playing with drugs, it's like, would you do just a tea, like a dollop? <laughs> just give me a dollop of cocaine, like, right. when you're fucking around with things that are that potent. I mean, you can't. There's no moderation because. There are people that are like, you know, there's a lot of money and research behind like them making you addicted to it. So yeah. it's like you can't like. And then, but then it is like I do see it as the job of parents, yes, to recorrect that because yes. if you don't get it under control, yes, it will spiral a hundred percent. Because again, like we just talked about, imagine, imagine a child from the age of two to the age of eighteen not getting any nutrients. Oh gosh, yeah. And, and that sounds crazy to say, but there's a ton of oh, people like I, that I, that I, yeah. are, are not getting any nutrients. No, because they're just eating. Snacks, fast food, junk food. It's amazing. It's terrifying. So yeah. you think about what the human body is, what's happening to that human body when yeah. it doesn't have any nutrients that it craves to survive and yeah. develop and evolve. It's wild. When I do coach people that are have eaten like that and all of a sudden they start eating vegetables and drinking water and eating some good protein, they're like, oh my God, I didn't realize I felt so bad. <laughs> like, right. you, know, you get you used realize. to, you just don't, yeah. you think you wake up and you feel like crap and like that's normal. And Well, and it's also because the, the human body is so clever and that it can adapt to any situation. So yeah. it will adapt to eating that shit. You will feel like shit, but you just don't know you feel like shit because you don't know anything else. Right. But it will, it will survive because it has to and it finds a way. But, um, you know, obviously the likelihood is you're going to get sick, you're going to feel low energy, you're going to like have bad habits, all that kind of stuff. But like you said, as soon as you start eating the nutrients and the nutrition, it's like, oh, fuck, this is a whole new way. But with kids, it's difficult because they don't really have that yet. So they just, they just go off the, (laughs) they just go off the sugar, right? It's like, oh, I like how this tastes. I like how this makes me feel. Um, I want to run around like a maniac. So I'll just have the peanut butter and jelly. Totally. But then, like I said, I think it's the job of the parents to be like, you know, we can't rely on school teachers or, no. you know, we shouldn't rely on the, the government to tell us what we should be <laughs> no. eating. God, uh, God no. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's down might to well us listen to, to co- like, Might as well read Cosmo at that point. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, here's a funny story about Cosmo. Like, and I've, I've done numerous interviews for magazines like that. Mm. I will tell them stuff in my interview that will never see the light of day in the mm, article sure. they like, will that's just not fun let's not bring that yeah. they will just take whatever they want and they will completely rewrite it and i'll read it like i didn't say any of this stuff and then people just, read it like me who are like taking it right you know like very they'll seriously. just reframe it to what they think their readers want to hear yeah 
and all. I mean, all I can say for parents is like, and this is the, the few things when I've worked with moms and stuff is like, you know, for me, when I was growing up, my family's Italian, we would grow things in our garden and I picked them and I felt so excited to eat them because I grew them. So getting them involved in that way, if you can have them grow things right, and pick them yeah. or they get to make it themselves, yeah, like great, I could have made mud, but I would have eaten it because I made it. You know what I mean? And so, you know, making them part of the kitchen, I, that's something I was so lucky, like being Italian, although we're New York Italian, so it's very specific Italian. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the matter with you? But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was always included in the kitchen. And I think it's so interesting that some kids, you know, never really grew up in the kitchen. Like I was cooking with my parents mm. uh, and I was eating and tasting things with my grandmother as we were cooking them. And when I come yeah. from school, she'd go in the backyard and pick tomatoes and we'd make a caprese salad. Like, you know, I, I feel like I had a real connection and I participated in the meals and therefore I felt so inclined to eat. That's them, a so. great that's a great point, because I will do that with Wyatt. He has like this this. Um, well, it's like a stand thing that he can climb into and like be at cooking level. Of course, yeah. it terrifies me because of course, my pants are like, like, nice. going to put his hands out and stuff like that. But he does want, he does like, he's interested in what's happening. So I think I, I do need to get him more involved in that process. And, you know, one of my dreams is to have a little ranch one day and, and grow stuff on the ranch and have oh, little animals and stuff. And I like, see that for you. Yeah. So and I hard, think if yeah. he can, that would be an easier way to get him involved in in the growing process and in the you know the picking process and, yeah totally and that kind of stuff and i think that would that would you know hugely help the situation absolutely and just to see where food comes from yeah. you know to see like oh this is what a tomato plant looks like like right. i just think it's so cool it doesn't come from the supermarket it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's a i think that's a really interesting point because especially when kids grow up in the city um, and parents work in the city and they never you know see the country or they never see a farm or they yeah. never see where anything comes from i guess they just grew up because i'm from an island so i grew up on, like, oh, right. close to farm stuff so i grew up around that but i guess if you grew up in the city you know you never see any of that all you see is the city so yeah. you just see buildings and roads and cars and stuff like that so it's really hard to understand or to comprehend from a young age totally where food is coming from i mean of course you're taught it in school yeah good luck <laughs> but that's different <laughs> yeah, from actually different. like seeing it in the real world and yeah. feeling it in the real world and i was also the the guy um the indian guy sadhguru guy who was also talking about um uh, grounding and how you know people reconnecting with the soil and mm. and and getting those microbes from the soil and and, and working on it and uh, holding things and picking up things and you know it sense yeah. the sensation of foods and that kind of stuff it's a it's a really important part of our evolution that people in the city have completely lost yeah because they never have that no and i think there's something i don't know like i can tell you there's something spiritual for me like i've gone outside and picked a tomato that's been like baking in the sun and it's just like i smell the the vine and the whole thing and it's it's wonderful do you follow that liver king guy do you follow that do you know who the liver king guy is the liver god i need to get on the inner i don't know what's going on you have to follow this guy illy for purely for comic comical reasons but He's this huge guy. Um, you know, he looks he looks like a bodybuilder, but his whole thing is like um, he's called the Liver King, uh, and he just like eats raw meats, eats raw livers, eats a lot of bone marrow, raw, oh, wow. all that kind of stuff, uh, and it's into grounding and, and talking about like being in, in nature and that kind of stuff. So it's it's like the extreme version of what we're talking totally. about. <laughs> but it's it's almost it's just to it's such such an extreme, such a crazy level that it's 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 funny to watch. But it does it does make you. You know, it does make you think this this 
this is how we evolve. This is what we are meant to do. We are meant to absorb sunlight. We are meant to, you know, walk on soil. We are meant to consume these seasonal uh, vegetables, fruits, and meats that they're at that time. And all these, totally. when all these things come into balance, like we are happier people when we're living in cities with artificial foods and jacked up on coffee all day mm. and watching tv and watching news and just bombarded with social media and all this shit and it's yeah. like this is so far away at that point yeah. from how we evolved and how we you know how we came to be it's yeah. like what are we doing like no wonder we're so fucking miserable yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah this isn't what we're meant to do this no. isn't who we're meant to be we're meant to move we're meant to be running around in the sunlight and all this kind of a hundred percent. And I think that when we start thinking about those things, they're simple things, you know, I'm not, you and I aren't saying anything that's like no, groundbreaking. So like, simple. Take your shoes off, walk around and touch earth. But like it, doing those little things, like it, it's, it goes so far beyond like looking a certain way and being like healthy, like just looking good. Yeah. It's like you, you become a better human and you become better at whatever it is that is your purpose in life. And I always tell people that it's like, yeah, a lot of us start in this because it's like, oh, I want to, I want to wear a bikini this year. Like, right. That's your why. But then eventually, it's like, I want to be a better parent. I want to, you know, feel good so I can be great at my job as a doctor or wh- whatever it is that your purpose is. But it, it goes so far beyond that. And if we're all feeling good, we're being better people to each other and and creating more change in the world. And I just, I think it's it's such a big thing it's yeah so much more than just looking a certain way or yeah, yeah that's that's a really important point i say it a lot that looking a certain way is actually the most boring part of the gym yeah. for me the most exciting part of the the gym for me is kind of like what we mentioned earlier where it's it's a everything you do in here translates to everything you do out there mm. so if we can improve our mindsets and our capabilities in here we will improve them out here and we 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 grow as human beings that way but to see people's kind of like kind of like it sounds hokey to say but like spiritual growth um, and if we can use the the gym as a, a real tool to improve like people's happiness and people's mindsets and their you know their mental you know their mental situation then that to me is the real the real gift of the gym and it, and it works because i've seen it a bunch and you know during the pandemic like so many people said like this is the one thing that <gasps> this was the thing keeping me together yeah and i'm telling yeah. you i've been to i grew up in la i'm 36 i've been to many a gym uh but the community the there's something about working out with somebody like especially during the pandemic like right. the crew like we run deep like the 6am class yes, is like in deep. we've yeah. been through things together and, yeah. and we are like it's incredible because i guess i've never worked out like that you know yeah. it's like i'm sh- i don't know if people did that in the, in the, in back in time but i'm sure you were like foraging together or doing there's something like about working and, and using your well, hands together yeah. there's something crazy there right it's and it's it's really interesting because I, I think, you know, the fitness industry has gone through cycles and I think that's how it started out. Mm. Um, you know, uh, and we, we, we played games together and, you know, we, you know, as we go up through school and college, university, often we'll play sports together and it's a very communal thing. And then at a certain point in exercise, it got to be just like, oh, no, you're just going to go to the gym on your own. You're going to put your headphones on and you're yeah. going to you're going to do your workout. You're not really going to talk to anybody and then you're going to leave. Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of went through an evolution, right? And I have to like hand, hold my, you know, take my hat off to CrossFit for this because they did kind of start this kind of movement mm. of, well, let's get people back to moving together in groups and working together in packs uh, and that kind of stuff. And that kind of changed things back to this like awareness of, oh my God, I'm so much better when I'm among other people. I'm yeah. getting a different experience now. It's not just about how I look. It's not just about lifting weights. It's yeah. about 
how I feel amongst this group of people and the energy I get from them and the energy I can use to affect them and totally. you know my reactions and their reactions. It's a it's a it's a social thing. I had no idea. It's kind this of magical. Is, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it, yeah. it really is a, a game changer. And even now, like, because you know we're up in Idlewild a lot, and I I I don't always have that anymore, and I miss it. Yeah. It's it's you just do not get the same experience on your own. Even if it can be exactly the same workout, yeah. you can do exactly the same thing, but it is a different experience. Um, and you know, I talk about it a lot with Emily that the the magic for me is 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 in the community and in the in the in the kind of teamwork aspect and mm-hmm. and just being amongst other people. Like yeah. we are meant to be social. Yeah. Um, and when I, you know, when I think about different projects and I I think about like could I open a gym here? Could I open a gym there? It's all about can I connect with people here? Mm-hmm. Is there a connection I can make here? And can we make a connection together that can be valuable to the community? Yeah. Um, like being a personal trainer with in a one-on-one situation, though I've done it so much in the past, like people like know me for it, but now it doesn't hold much value to me in terms of the good I'm doing because I feel like the real good I can do is to create yeah. connection and community and that kind of social bond through physical exercise. Totally. Uh, and that's where I find the most joy and the most success not financially, but in terms of what it makes what <laughs> yeah, it makes right. me feel like yeah. when I see that in people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's the real the real joy of being a gym owner and being like involved in this business is that thing of the you know you're building a physical army of people who are sharing in moments and joy and and, and change and growth and you know and all that kind of stuff. That's the that's yeah. the real. That's the real celebration. Totally. And I think that's, you know, living in LA, we've seen certain like a fad workouts or gyms come and go, but I think this is so much more than that. And it's like, you're building like a special, like this is such a special place for so many people. Working out just happens to happen while we're here. Right. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just happened. Yeah. Working out is just like, Oh, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I, I guess I'm working out here. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have a question for you. Um, and I ask this of a lot of people, but I, I'm, I'm particularly interested in your answer here if i was to ask you what is your purpose what would your answer be and i don't mean like like now or in the next five years like how do you want to your life what do you think your the purpose of your life is oh my god I know, uh, it's, it's a big one it's a big one. i feel like i'm gonna drive home with no music on and just be like what is my purpose <laughs> like like this will i'll just be like lifting out there and crying uh i don't i don't no, I feel like my purpose, like for me, my what makes me happy is like bringing joy to people's life in, in whatever way that I can um, and connecting with them. Like, I'm look, I'm going to be real with you. I am not the smartest or even the second smartest person in the room. But what I can show up with and, and that my purpose is, is making people feel seen and giving them 100% of my time and attention. Because I think now in a world where we live on our phones, to give someone eye contact and 100% be like, fuck yeah whatever it is you're saying i'm here i'm listening and i feel like that is my purpose i love that thanks is that okay that's awesome i'm gonna drive home in the car and be like stupid stupid <laughs> I, I should have said this i should have said that you're no fine. that was perfect yeah, no. okay. that was perfect that was perfect uh listen thank you so much for thank coming in today i love me. what you're doing uh, i love your instagram page which is eat cute eat cute um it's a great uh it's a great instagram page guys go to it um 
there's a ton of like recipe suggestions and food advice and just generally like goodwill stuff on there that will make you feel good and make and, and help with the, the kind of stuff you buy, the kind of stuff you make, all that good stuff. Um, do you have a website as well? Or? I do. It's eqcute.com. Eqcute.com. Go yes. check that out. Um, thanks so much for listening in today, guys. If you have any questions for us, hit us up on the page. We are at 1316 Glendale Boulevard, Echo Park. Um, come see us soon. We are open and we are, um, yeah, we are building as always. All right, guys. See you soon. Take care. Bye.